All right. We all good here? Mike good? Yes. All right. We're good. <laughs> good. All right, guys. So a um, couple things I was just thinking about that would be good as a good way to start this off. So, <clears throat> it, yeah, it became aware to me <laughs> that it's very rare for you to see all four of us up here, right? Usually one of us would be teaching and it kind of rotate between us, maybe doing communion, but for all four of us to be up here, it also, uh, it appeared to me or that not everybody knows all of us. <laughs> so uh, I just thought maybe real quickly we could just, who are you? I know I'm throwing this on them super last minute. Who are you? Just your name and your family and something you are excited for in 2023. This is totally last minute throwing them on them. So we'll start with Nikolai. Well, if we can't answer most of those questions, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, my name is Nikolai Pedersen. If you don't know me, you probably know my wife, Allie. She's uh, actually in with... Uh, the babies right now. She's in with the nursery. I have four daughters that are sprinkled around in the in the kids ministry stuff. But uh, yeah, so so family. We've been here for years now, over a decade, I think, at Refuge. And uh, what was the rest? Something you're looking forward to this next year. I I think uh, so. I'll, I'll steal this one. No one can take this one. I'm really excited to be going through Acts, not just because it's fun to teach through. Oh, shoot. I know, I took it. You shouldn't have me go first. And then uh, I, I'm really excited for Acts because it allows us time to think through and recalibrate why we do what we do. Why do we do what we do as a church? What are we here for? Why are we all together? All those kinds of questions. It's, it's so good to be asking those questions, but to be doing it all together is uh, kind of a special thing. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to in 2023. Good. Yeah, Tom. I'm Tom Jackson, and my wife, Regina, back there, and we have two sons, uh, Brian and Ethan, and six grandkids. And we came here because uh, I actually have kids came here first and uh, really liked what they saw at Refuge. For me, it's, uh, I know one of the key things for our whole family would be how biblically oriented is this group and are they moving forward in God? And uh, we sensed that that was really what was going on. You know, really, we came out of a situation where we put a church to rest, I think appropriately at the time and, uh, and came here, and this has been an absolute joy to us. So that's what I'd say. Do you want to go next, or should I go? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm John, and uh, most of you probably know me. I'm John, and my wife, Naomi, is actually in the nursery, too. So tag team in over there. Uh, we have five kids. They're from almost, yeah, almost 14 down to six rambunctious, four boys, one girl, and uh, we like bikes. That's um, hopeful for this year. I'm looking, f 
looking forward to the book of Acts. But I think specifically I'm looking forward to the impact that studying the book of Acts will have um, <laughs> on this next year. Uh, on us as a community. It, you can't spend a focused amount of time on looking at the way the Holy Spirit moved on the early church and the response of the Christians in that season um, without being impacted. And so uh, my prayer, my hope for this next year is that that would really deeply impact us as a community. It would begin to shape who we are and how we function. Uh, not just as Bible students. I think we are a group that loves the Bible. But uh, as a community that loves the Scripture and is so moved by the impact of the gospel on our lives that we can't help but share that. So that's my... Awesome. Uh, I am Brent. I also have four kids, three girls, one boy, ranging from nine to two. And um, we love living here in Sonoma County, for the most part. Um, yeah. <laughs> what else am I supposed to say? Uh, what are you looking forward to this next year? Um, yeah, equally uh, looking forward to the series. Um, coming off of Galatians, you know, uh, we looked at the gospel and uh, Acts is, is an appropriate response to the gospel, the good news of Jesus, and just like what the church did. And um, I guess I'm really hopeful that uh, the body here at Refuge would be more impactful um, in our community, um, be more like live deeper relationship uh, amongst one another and just, I don't know, encourage each other, call each other out to you know, love the Lord Jesus more and follow him more whole, wholeheartedly, so. Um, thinking through, so we just, this last year, we taught through Daniel, Galatians, Advent. Did I miss anything? That's it. Uh, wow, Daniel took a long time. Um, <clears throat> What was something that you felt was uh, just impactful and encouraging um, through any of those, those teaching series? You want me to start? Well, sure, you mentioned it, so. <laughs> uh, well, Galatians is a good book, uh, so, and it's all about Jesus, and it uh, highlights what he did and what we didn't do, that which we were unable to do, and... Um, it's just all about us uh, um, dying because we can't uh, we can't save ourselves, and it's a, it's just a book of rejoicing, and so that is probably what stuck out to me, and I'm excited that we can respond to that. That's good, Tom. We got your mic figured out here. I don't know. Do we? Okay. Good. All right. Good. Yeah, I. I in preparing for this, I kind of came down to the same conclusion most of us are coming to, but uh, Daniel is to me where we really got a real good dose of what it means to live in exile, which probably most of us weren't thinking of exile because we're in a nation that we maybe were born in. But it truly, in the spirit, it is, it is a, a church in exile right now, increasingly, if you have any sense of what's going on around you. And I, I really appreciated that Daniel said it's time to, you're going to go to exile, but keep your families going, 
have babies, you know, pray for the welfare of your city because your welfare depends on it. So that's given us a real, you know, a mandate right there. And then Advent, well, Galatians, I think God revealed the, the gracious God that we serve, making the transition from the old to the new covenant. And uh, Advent to me was really special this year. It's probably the, mo the most I've ever really paid attention to kind of the church traditions around Advent. Uh, you know, it's just from my background, that wasn't something I'd really taken seriously enough. And God, God has revealed himself. And I'll say more about Acts probably as we go because I'm really excited about Acts too. <laughs> go ahead. Well, Tom stole the other two. So, <laughs> took Galatians and Advent. So, uh, but no, I was. There was only three, so. <laughs> right, I know you were going to end no, up copying somebody. Um, I, I really loved. I probably mentioned it every time I taught during Daniel, but I loved going through Daniel. And I think the reason is, is um, being able to go from the beginning to the end of Daniel and to take each part seriously. There's a lot of churches that don't do that, let's be honest. We'll, we'll hit the first six chapters and then summary of seven through the end, and then we'll just move on you know, to something else. But I really appreciated being able to kind of take the time to go through uh, the book of Daniel, because there are so many key key components to that. I mean, Daniel is one of the few books that Jesus specifically said that he was referencing, as it was written in the book of Daniel, as Daniel said. And so being able to slowly go through there, and, and to do that along with you all, having such good conversations afterward, and uh, it, it really was a blessing. And I think there were a few times where we're like, do we speed up through this? And just thinking about it and talking about it, you know, this, it's going to be the only time that we really go through Daniel, right? So being able to spend that time to go through there. And what I really learned about this body during that time was that we, it doesn't matter where we go in Scripture. I'm, I was having a great conversation after every, uh, every sermon that was, that was done um, as we were walking through. So I was, I was really, really excited to go through through Daniel, because it's not often you go through an Old Testament book and have such good fellowship around it. Um, so anyway, I thought that was, so, and Galatians is neat, and so is Advent, so there you go. Sorry. You say Galatians was neat? It's neat. Neat. It's so neat. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess for me, it's almost like Daniel and Acts to me, are, are tied together in some similar ways. So, so Daniel, our, one of our key focuses through that series was living faithful in exile. So how do we live as a faithful community that's following Jesus, practicing our discipleship in the context of an environment that's not friendly towards your discipleship, even hostile towards your discipleship? And what we see in the book of Acts is that. You see the church that's been birthed in this this uh, environment that is not encouraging them. <laughs> and yet, at the same time, this community that's so marked by the resurrection and the cross, uh, they begin to live out the implications of their discipleship, and the church is born. Yeah. And uh, I think so, yeah, Galatians fits right in the middle of there, because it's like, let's, 
remember what the gospel is. Let's anchor on what the truth of the gospel is. Let's remind ourselves. I mean, Paul, remember, is pretty, uh, pretty confrontational. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? And kind of goes off on them a couple times. But, yeah, it's good. I like it when the scripture yells at me a little bit. Um, anybody else? Or is it just me? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on? Just thinking through last year. As I was reflecting on last year, I try to do this every year. I try to like reflect on what God did, and then as we're thinking through and praying through what uh, the next year looks like. Um, yeah, the things that stand out to me about you guys, about this community, is like we are a community that likes to be together. We like to do eat food together, be Amen. together, Amen. hang out. Like our family feasts are, are important. And boy, like we'll get a full turnout when we, <laughs> we make a meal. And uh, that's good. That's good. We like to be together. We like each other. Um, and then we like the word. I think we are a community that even in our conversation just now, it's <laughs> what have we taught on this last year? But um, there are things that I'm praying for and hopeful for in this next year that go beyond that, that stand on the sort of platform of a community that loves each other, likes to hang out, but let's deepen that. Community that loves the scripture, but let's deepen that and let's, let's uh, grow beyond just a, an affection for the preached word of God and one other thing that I really appreciated from this past year was our softball game, the Father's Day softball game. That was a lot of fun, do you have to say? The giant heads and, yeah. and the, uh, the hot dogs. Do you guys still have your giant heads? Oh, I still have mine, yeah. My kids, yeah. or maybe it was Naomi, put it up in our hall closet. So every time you open the hall closet, it's the giant head. Big old head right there. Um, my, my giant head ended up on the calendar that Elise made for us. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, that's fun. Anyway. I, uh, one thing that <clears throat> I'm grateful for with this body is just uh, the volume of servants we have. Um, I don't know what the percentage of our total like group that serves in different capacities but it is a big percentage it's high. and um, yeah. yeah and with my wife uh doing kids she's so grateful to all of you who serve with the kids uh it is a huge blessing and it's uh i think it's huge for our community because we are all uh participating and serving one another pouring into each other's kids and um i'm grateful very very happy to be a part of it with that too, that something just came to mind is the pantry. You guys, the, I don't know if, how many of you guys know this, but we have a, a food pantry that provides food. So we effectively glean food um, on Saturdays and on Mondays, and we give out food to, I don't even have a count, there's, there's a lot. Catherine, 70 to 80 people a week? Each day, yeah, 70 to 80 people that were, they're coming and getting food from our pantry, and most of them are not you guys. So, like, this has become really an effective ministry that's serving other local churches and people who are in need or people who, um, I mean, let's be honest, Sonoma County, we all have some needs here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, 
that's amazing, you guys. And that's, that's, you guys are faithfully serving to make that happen. And it requires a dedicated group of people who love doing it. Um, so good job, pantry people. Any other thoughts? I know. I'll think of them after. Yeah. There'll be a lot after. Um, so we were, we were chatting the other day, and we just wanted to take a few minutes. And uh, what are some of the things that we're looking forward to um, in the book of Acts as we're looking forward to this next year? Um, and I know, like, <laughs> I kind of joked with you because you, you had mentioned the passages. That I was like, oh, that's my favorite passage. But I've got, like, five favorite passages in Acts. So I don't know, Brent. What's your? You're not gonna take that one, okay? I'll take. I that figured one. I'd leave it for you. <laughs> um, I did show my cards a little bit earlier when I was talking, but uh, I'd say one thing that I'm just so excited about, and one of my favorite things about Acts is just the first, I don't know, handful of chapters, maybe through chapter seven or so, kind of before Paul, and it goes into the um, just his missionary journeys, just the the church responding to Christ and, um, and responding to receiving the Holy Spirit. And uh, there's a verse in Acts 4.13. This is after Peter and John got up in front of, um, it says for the council, but that was, you know, the Sadducees and the religious leaders. And, you know, they basically gave their statement about Jesus Christ, whom you crucified, and uh, in verse 13, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. And um, I just love that. Um, and I pray for myself and for everyone here just that we would be marked as a people that have been with Jesus. Um, I know... Uh, not to bring things back to myself, but I always like, I can get distracted and uh, sometimes blend in. And that's like horrendous. Um, and we want to be a people. And so just kind of like Nikolai said, reorient, um, readjust, recalibrate. Um, we want to be a people that mark Jesus, that um, have the signs of Jesus. We have been with Jesus. We met Jesus. We are children of God, um, as they talk about in Galatians. And so, um, I was talking with a family last night and, uh, something that I've been reflecting on is just the, in Matthew 13, there's, um, Jesus is telling, telling parables about the kingdom of heaven. And one of them is, um, the, the treasure. So the man's walking along in a field and, he comes across a treasure and it says from his joy, he goes and sells everything he has and he buys that field. And um, key there being from his joy. And my prayer for, again, myself and everyone here is just that from our joy of the gospel that we would live out um, Jesus' lifestyle, that we would bring Jesus to Sonoma County um, to each other, to our families, to our kids, um, and do it out of our joy, out of just an explosion of happiness because uh, we were lost and we've been found. Amen. So good. What would that look like, you guys, if this is what, what I love about Acts, what would that look like if, if as a community, the people around us were seeing 
that there's no reason. He says they're uneducated common men, but they were astonished because they could recognize they had been with Jesus. Like, what if your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, the people at the grocery store or whatever, um, what if they could recognize that you had been with Jesus? Like, there's something unique, something specifically unique about you, and there's something that stands out that causes them to marvel at your boldness. Yeah, it's amazing. My... My passage that I was joking with Brent about is actually later on in chapter 4. After, so Peter and John had just uh, been before the Sanhedrin, they've been questioned, and, and they come back in their prayer, it's Acts 4.29. They've just been threatened by the Sanhedrin. And in Acts 4.29, they pray this, And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness and stretch out your hands and heal and signs and wonders would be performed through your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. To me, that's like these guys had just been put on trial, just been confronted, just been threatened. And they come back together they're in community. They're in, in uh, a tight family-like community. And their prayer is not like, God, spare me from their threats. Keep me safe. Keep me. They actually say, God, do more of the thing that just got me in trouble. <laughs> do more. Like, actually, I want more of that. Give me more boldness so I could speak your word more clearly. And God did it. And that's why we have the rest of the book of Acts which is amazing to me. And that's, I think, my prayer, my hope as we go through this is that uh, the word that we sit under week after week, that the goal of our coming together is not just to hear some, some good music and be together and hear the Bible, but that we would be transformed by these scriptures and that they would impact us so much that we would Amen. go out and say, God, do more. Do it again. Do more. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You're turning to me? Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe you should go first this time. Go first, go third. Or go third, yeah. <laughs> I think for me, um, the part of Acts I'm, I'm really looking forward to spending some time in, uh, sort of two chapters, chapter 15 and 16. So chapter 15 is sort of this pinnacle for... Paul. He's already been out on his first missionary journey, and he returns to Jerusalem, and they have the Jerusalem Council. So this is the time where Paul gets to give testimony of what's been going on. They've been sharing the gospel, Holy Spirit's been coming upon the Gentiles, and they have this discussion with the other apostles, and the apostles have that, that opportunity to affirm or correct Paul and Barnabas and what they've been doing. And the affirmation is so clearly stated that yes, the gospel is going out to the Gentiles. This is an amazing thing. They give a couple of reminders, but this is the this is the pinnacle of this because it's like, yes, the whole church is now together on mission. They're concentrating in in Jewish areas and Paul is moving out and eventually all the rest of the apostles kind of move out as well, but Paul is sort of that 
forerunner, the first one to run out there and, and do those things. Big, huge thing, right? Big high fives. And then right after that, everything, literally everything goes wrong. Everything you can think of. So big, huge affirmation. Yes, go out and keep doing this. Paul and Barnabas have an argument. So they split. So, you know, God provides Silas and Timothy, you know, big encouragement there. But then they travel. Paul's like, okay, let's get up into Asia. And they travel for 500 miles with zero word from God. No, no guidance, nothing. They just keep going. And they finally get to Troas, and they get the Macedonian call. Okay, well, not this way. Go, go this way. Now they go to Europe. Okay. So they're going into Europe, and every place they go, they preach the word, and they're persecuted. <laughs> they have to leave. Preach the word, persecuted. Preach the word, persecuted. Thessalonica, they try to kill them. And they finally make it to Philippi, and then they get put in jail. Yay. <laughs> I mean, at what point would we have gone, is this wrong? Should we, is this the right thing to do? When do we turn back? At, at mile 400, would we have gone, maybe we need to go back to Jerusalem and see what we're doing here. They get all the way into jail. <laughs> they're stuck in prison. What are they doing? They're singing songs. They're, 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 they're speaking the, the word of God to the point where then there's an earthquake and people start getting saved. It's, 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 I think, the example that we sometimes have it backwards. That we think the affirmation that we're doing what God wants us to do is things are going right. When usually it's things are going wrong. And that's when the Lord shows up. Right? Nobody looks back on the life of Paul and they're like, well, Paul, at what point? You, you did it wrong. You, you should have done it this other way so you had more more blessing. But anyway, it's that idea of you can have this affirmation from God and then everything goes wrong and it's exactly where you're supposed to be. And so it's those lessons through Acts that help to help us to figure out what are we supposed to do? We look for encouragement. You know, the, essentially, all the apostles are trailblazers, right? They, they're going and doing the thing that we then are supposed to be encouraged to continue to do. So anyway, I'm excited to get to some of those encouraging notes to kind of bring the gospel into focus, you know. You're supposed to keep that a well-kept secret, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I let it out. Acts is a huge bridge book. And, uh, you know, Jesus said, if I don't go, the Holy Spirit won't be sent. And we can camp, in a sense, we can camp on the reality of, the, of Jesus, what he's done, kind of at the front threshold, and never really respond, I think, to, he says there in John, the Holy Spirit is going to teach you all things. And this has been an important thing. I, I, for me, it's like I like to ask people right now, because it's, it's a theme in my life, when's the last time you heard the Holy Spirit? Have you heard the Holy Spirit today? Do you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Uh, because in many ways, we're going to really go across that bridge that's what we're going to encounter is the Holy Spirit. And many times, Paul and, and Barnas and the others, it'll be clear that the Lord said something to them. But other times, it's the Holy Spirit said something to them because, of course, he's the third person of the Trinity. And, and we're dealing in, a, spiritually speaking, all of us are living in a, an era where there's, there's an unseen reality. It's not, it's not unconquerable. It's not untouchable. God has made it for us. 
but how, but how actively, how hungry are we to enter that realm where the Holy Spirit really shows up and then obedience might be required I and mean, there's some other things that start to follow. The blessings, the miracles. The... So that's one of the things I'm excited about right now. I feel like God wants to get us on the offense. He's been laying some groundwork. I don't mean by that start a war, go out and start a war. I mean by that there's a war going on already and you can be on defense and get your tail beat up or you can be on more on offense and start seeing how these tools that God has given us really work. Uh, and so I expect that to be something that we really go for here in the next year. Start looking for opportunities for God to lead us in where others have feared to tread, frankly. So. Yeah, and that's one of the like looking at Acts 16 here, like that's one of the things that stands out to me in the book of Acts is like tagging on what both of you are just saying there is that Paul and, and Silas here, multiple times they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak. The Holy Spirit didn't permit them. The Holy Spirit led them here. The Holy Spirit did this. And there's something too, and you'll see this through as like a major theme through the whole book of Acts, the whole New Testament really, but... Um, this posture of being led by the Spirit and being um, discerning the Spirit, knowing what God is doing. And that's, um, I think we way too often can just be comfortable with the like mundane ebb and flow of our week to week life. Anybody else feel that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, this is not the, the way of the. The church in the book of Acts, it's not a mundane thing. They're, they're, they may not be doing anything for 500 miles, and they may not know what they're doing, and they may get shut down and denied, but they are constantly aware of what God is wanting them to do. And even if it's just, hey, God said, the Holy Spirit led us to Asia, we're going to go. I don't understand why he's not speaking. I don't understand why he's not having us say, preach the gospel, but we're going. And being faithful to do what the Lord has called you to do, um, even if it's just listening to what he said last. I mean, that's, uh, that's been a guiding thing for Naomi and I and our family. It's like, I'm going to do the last thing the Lord told me to do. I'm going to be faithful and diligent to do that until he tells me something else. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's, yeah, that's good. Book of Acts. Amen. Any other thoughts on, on Acts? <laughs> no? Nikolai's grabbing his mic. No, I don't have anything else. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, any other thoughts for this coming year? Just, uh, I have a couple other references, books I wanna recommend, but. I was just gonna say, if, if the book of Daniel is any indication I think we'll probably have another panel like this next January. Talk about the, the rest of the book of Acts. <laughs> because I don't think we're going to finish it this year. That's, not that that's the goal. The goal is not to get it done in a year. I'm just saying. There's so much good stuff in there. And it, sometimes it feels like we've got to hurry up to finish. But again, just like with the other books, where it's, are we really ever going to spend this time in this yeah. book again? Let's, let's try to dig 
dig as much as we can out of this as we're going. You know, we don't have to spend 10 years on it, but. Yeah. But it'll be, I mean, like, I've been mapping out the book of Acts, and yeah, I already have through June, and only in chapter 8. So um, it's going to be a long one. And I hope you realize that, like, our goal in that is not necessarily just to belabor it. Right? It's not just a, but we, we honestly believe that the Lord is faithful to speak whatever passage from the scripture we open up. Like the Lord will be faithful to lead us and guide us. And if we can devote dedicated time and like really uh, invest into diving deep into what the Spirit is saying through these books, it's going to impact us. It's going to impact our community outside of here too. Yeah. There was one other thing. Um, See, I knew it. I'll spill the beans again uh, <laughs> on this. Um, one thing, this is one, one thing I'm praying very specifically for this body is I, I do pray that the Lord will raise up even more teachers, which is, which is funny because most churches don't have as many teachers as we have. You know, to have four elders that teach consistently, but I wanna see more. I wanna see more people be raised up to preach God's word. And, you know, I hope that we can hand the pulpit over on a Sunday to not one of the four of us. Uh, I'm praying very specifically for that, so some of you men should be pretty nervous right now. <laughs> but excited. Yeah, I mean, that was, we, were, we met on a Thursday night, and that's my one note like I took away from that is just how can we empower you guys? In 2023, like how can we, it's our job to equip and empower you guys to do the work of ministry. So how can we do that? And that's your assignment <laughs> is to even think through like how can we help empower you? How can we help equip you? How can we help um, make it practical for you to step into the work of ministry, to teach the word, to lead different ministries, to start different ministries. Like, we, we want to come behind you and help you. That's, that's our goal. It's our heart. So, Yeah, I think the book of Acts is, bring it back to Acts, it's where you really see the birth of the community uh, and the church and outside of Peter's revelation that you know, you are the Christ. He builds on those few verses, but then there's the book of Acts. And leadership's role is, as it says in Ephesians 4, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Now, I, I would say, let's even stretch it a little further than that, because sometimes, depending on your gifts and abilities, there's people in this room that should be discipling other people already. Uh, or, and, you know, we should all be at least looking at ways in which, like you said, we can almost, you know, see the ch church get structure in a sense, get, get a reality of what are your abilities and gifts? You know, what can you, how do, what are you honestly hoping for? What are you yearning for? Uh, and, and to really look to one another to try to find your place and you know you're you're anointing in a sense. Um, so going along with that thought, yes. yeah. And that one of the things that we've been talking about a lot, um, both this group and our core team, um, is that to do this sort of requires a bit of a reorientation of your rhythms 
it requires that you like reposition things in your weekly schedule that you can do what the Lord says to do. Like I think so many of us, and I'm I'm included on this, like we keep ourselves so busy with so many things pulling on us that it's hard when you do hear the Holy Spirit calling you to do something. It's like, I've got 10 other things I have to be doing right now. And that's, we, we become a slave to the urgent um, rather than allowing the Lord to lead us and being slow enough to respond when we hear his voice. And uh, that's something we've been talking about. Like, how do we reorient things? How do we restructure things even to where your week-to-week rhythms make sense for what God is doing uh, in this community and in your life? Um, we have to be careful not to over-commit ourselves to 10 million things. Maybe that's just me confessing my... Uh, <laughs> we all know it's uh, not just you. I have a lot going on, so... Any other thoughts? Or I'm going to show some books real quick. Yeah. So I have one thought. Yeah. Um, I just it was kind of alluded to, but I would just encourage each, each one of you just to, uh, if you recall, when we did the year of biblical literacy, we were all reading the same passages together and reading through the Bible, or a lot of us were. Um, and I would encourage you uh, just uh, really like. We say this all the time, like read the passage beforehand. Um, but uh, we get, you get, I get so much more out of it when we are prayerfully engaging the spirit and the text beforehand and in tandem as we're going through it. And, um, and all of us benefit. So like as we're talking to each other throughout the weeks, something that the Lord's laying on David's heart turns out to bless me because he's speaking with the spirit and asking God to show him. And, um, I just, I mean, that's how God works. And so I would ask each one of you to do that. And, um, and, and also just, yeah, ask what your part is, but also, um, John said something the other night that, uh, really provoked me. Uh, is just some honest uh, soul searching of do you want God to do something great in your life? Uh, all of us would say, yeah, right? But when you read Acts, it's like uh, it's, not all, it's not all fun. Um, and it's not all like, I don't know, people are dying and uh, getting persecuted. And when I was thinking about that after our meeting, I was like, man, it's a tough question. And so I just, I just encourage you, engage the spirit. You know, like if you're not there, like uh, I'm asking the Lord, help me to be more, I want you to uh, do something great, even if it means some discomfort, yeah. maybe some significant discomfort. So. Yeah, the idea there is that when the spirit's doing something, it's often disruptive. Like it, it often is like, this is not what I planned. This is not how I saw this going. Now I'm in jail. <laughs> What's going on here? I, I mean, we don't want any of you to go get arrested. But, uh, I mean, just honest look at Acts. The crazy things happen. And, uh, you know, do we actually want God to move? And are we actually looking for that? Or are we comfortable? And 
sort of lulled to sleep by the mundane. And that's, yeah. so, 2023. Um, yeah, I was going to suggest read your Bible. <laughs> I know that we are a church that loves the scripture, but be reading with us. Read the book of Acts. You can read it multiple times this year. Just, just stay camped in the book of Acts with us. Um, read it ahead of time, and we'll try to make sure that's posted so you know the passages that we're going to be in. But then have those conversations, too. Like, it's super helpful for all of us to be asking each other, hey, what did you think about that passage? What did you, were you, did you read Acts this week? And have those conversations in the, in the lobby or as you see each other. Um, I know you guys see each other. I, I, I sit at Land and Water sometimes, and like seven, eight of you will come in throughout the day. So um, I know you're seeing each other. Ask the questions. Talk about Jesus. Talk about the scripture. Um, a couple other things. Uh, as a core team, you guys have anything else to say on that? Mm. Maybe. Okay. We, we all read several of, and I realize I took the cover jacket off this, but this book, we read this book this last year called Saturate. Uh, I took the cover jacket off this because it's like bright orange and has this like spiral. It gave me a headache. It gives you a headache. <laughs> I'm not excited. Uh, but, uh, I highly recommend, so, so a bunch of us have already read this book. I highly recommend you pick up this book. It, at a bare minimum, will cause you to rethink your week, cause you to rethink your rhythms, and how are you living on mission. Um, it's worthwhile to pick up. It's called Saturate by Jeff Vanderstelt. Um, several of us are reading or rereading this book right now. Uh, it's called Surprise the World by Michael Frost. Um, this book, super simple. It's small, as you can see. And it's five, five habits of highly missional people. And I find that at a new year, it's helpful for me to reevaluate my habits and my rhythms. Um, I actually did something this year I took and I like completely changed my project management software to force myself to reevaluate my habits and my rhythms. Um, so, yeah. This is helpful. It's based off of this model. Um, it's a, I guess that'd be an acronym, um, BELLS. And what I did, I actually have in the lobby, I made a little worksheet. Uh, there's only like 25 of these. Some of you will find these helpful, some of you will not. The idea here is just a simple worksheet for you to think through your last week, reflect on how you were living out the implications of the gospel, and then to plan so the idea is that you would do this once a week and you would think through how did you live out the implications of the gospel and then you would plan for the next week, how can I engage with God on mission in community this next week? And so at the table out front, there's like a handful of these and I can make more or PDF. It's not a, uh, this is not gonna like make you a missionary. It's not gonna make you a disciple of Jesus. It's a tool uh, that is there to help you if you need to put some structure around, um, like we were talking the other night, it's like a lot of people are going to the gym and working out this time of year. And this is a tool to help build discipline that hopefully turns to delight. And it becomes just your natural way of going. Um, so if it's helpful, it's helpful. If it's not, no stress. Um, but that's kind of how we roll. So, any other thoughts? Is this helpful? Yeah?
All right. You know, one of you guys want to pray for the pray for us for this year? Want to pray I for us? Father, I stretch out my hand just across the congregation here. We all do in the spirit. We think of how precious the relationships are among us already, and we, we are still getting to know people for the first time. But, God, we are just asking you to help us to encourage us to speak the truth in love to one another, as it says in Ephesians. To really be a people of truth, be a people of, of disciplines, to be people with you know, rhythms that, God, you've orchestrated. Uh, we do live in a world, God, where there's many distractions. God, help us uh, keep our hands on the wheel, keep our eyes on the road that you've prepared for us that we might come back next year and go, oh my God, look how much we've grown. Or, and just know it, we don't have to brag about it, just to know that we've grown a huge amount in the last year. We just pray that the spirit of growth and the spirit of understanding, the spirit of love and compassion would be on this body of people that we know is ordained to be a congregation with your name on it, God first and foremost. We ask this in Jesus' name, Jesus' precious name. Amen.